The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Friday episode of Brutal Nation. Hope that you guys have had a good week so far. Have you had a good week so far? I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. I'm kidding. Yeah. Good. Good, good. So far. So far, so good, right? So far. All right. Like nothing weird happening to you? Not yet. Didn't catch yourself on fire? No. Not, Not this time. Oh, cool. I never catch myself on fire. I fall out of bed, but I don't catch myself <laughs> on fire. So I was always saying, man, you need one of those baby beds. Like, I can get you a crib or something. Need a docatot. Uh, what? I, I told I, you that my brother got one for his oh, baby. It's called a docatot. Right, right, right. Okay, I remember now. It's oh, like a right. little thing, a hammock thing with bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, today's. The title of this one kind of interested me a lot because I like sexual deviance as far as like when, when we're doing the stories and things like that. Because, this is one my researcher brought to me. Oh, yeah. So I've never heard of these. All right. Why yeah. don't you get into the incest murders? Okay. Now, um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I can't get over how much I love my researcher, Laura. She's amazing. <laughs> she's so funny. And she starts it out as, here we have a story about a man named Jed. And then she goes, just kidding. Family kept his family fed. (laughs) She goes, just kidding. But this definitely is a sordid tale that sounds like it should be coming from a bunch of hillbillies. I want to add in the backwoods of Georgia, but you know, I I just do that because of you. (laughs) So much. I told you I never married my sister. We dated for a little while, but she kept the kids. Yeah, and let's not talk about your first cousin, but okay. (laughs) Second cousin, yeah, fucked hard. And I didn't even know she was my second cousin. I'm just kidding. I always put the first cousin there because I know it irritates you so much. So hate you. And you know what? That's as bad as hearing from your mom, from you. So there you go, first cousin. God, your mom is hot. <laughs> this is a story. I would so bury my face in her chowder box. Anyways, this is a story of Stephen and Alyssa Plattle and their daughter, Katie Fusco. Um, it all started in 1980, I'm sorry, 1995 when 15-year-old Alyssa met 20-year-old Stephen in a chat room. She would convince that they were in love and ran away from her family and home in San Antonio, Texas to move to New York and live with Stephen. A year later, Alyssa was pregnant and on January 29, 1998, Denise, Katie's birth name, was born. Almost immediately, Stephen became abusive to the infant, pinching her, leaving black and blue bruises all over the baby's body. Alyssa says that he never bonded with their baby and went often rage at her to keep the crying baby quiet. He went so far as to put Katie in an ice chest and the lid sh- and shut the lid to silence her cries. Okay, I gotta admit, there's been one or two times that uh, one of my kids, I've been tempted to do that too. You know, my son used to always threaten when I had my son. My, not my son. My brother used to threaten when I had my son that he would just duct tape him. I go, don't. And then I got him a book called you can't just duct tape a child. Oh, my God. I want that book. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a book out there called you Just Can't Duct Tape a Child. But, yeah. Um, not? Huh? I'm curious. Why? Give me one well, good reason. Because it's, it's about how to relate to children and, like, do healthy discipline as opposed to, you know. I thought it was an instruction manual on uh, how to hypothetically duct- you can't. But here's <laughs> no. if you were going to, if, you know, had I been there. <laughs> Yeah, like kind of like OJ. Yeah, had I been there, this is how I would have done it. 
Um, he went so far as to put, oh, I said that already. Sometimes he would put a blanket on the ledge to keep it open. More often than not, he shut it firmly and wouldn't allow Alyssa to open it until minutes later. Uh, she would find Katie gasping for breath and sweaty when she opened the cooler. And Alyssa was 17 and scared. They were poor and she feared for her daughter's life. She finally decided that adopting Katie out was the best thing she could ever do for her child. Um, so Katie was put up for adoption and a guy by the name of Anthony Fusco, an officer with the New York State Department of Corrections and his wife, Kelly, who worked as a secretary for the town of Dover's land use department in Dutchess County, New York, adopted her. By all accounts, the Fuscos were devoted to Katie, an artistic child who began drawing at a young age. Initially, she recalled in a post on her in, on her online portfolio, quote, I copied my mother's old drawings and would present her with each doodle sketch and painting. But soon her, her own talents blossomed and she became known around Dover High School for her spontaneous comic strips. The Fusco family shared a small gray trailer in a crowded park near an aging former psychiatric hospital right off busy Route 22, which cuts north, north and south through Wingdale, a compact working class hamlet of Dover. Um, hang on, I gotta. There we go. Um, during all of this, Alyssa was still with Stephen, becoming more depressed and isolated as time went by, and she ended up marrying him in 2006 and had two more daughters with the deranged asshole. He had threatened to kill himself, film it, and send it to her if she ever left him. She waited 18 long years for her first daughter to find her, and this hope was one of the few things that kept her going. Her wish came true in 2006 when Katie finally reached out to her birth parents upon graduating high school. Although Katie received a scholarship to art school in New York, she decided instead to go to Richmond, Virginia to live with her biological parents. Things seemed to go well for the first little while, but soon started to get seriously weird. After two months, Stephen was sleeping on the floor in Katie's room, and a month after that, Alyssa moved out. Stephen and Katie, father and daughter, had begun a sexual relationship and planned to get married as soon as his divorce from Alyssa was final. In May of 2017, Alyssa learned that they were having a sexual affair and that Katie was pregnant from a journal entry made by one of her younger daughters. The entry stated that their father had told them to stop calling Katie their sister and instead refer to her as their stepmom. Stephen had told the girls not to tell anyone about the sexual relationship with their sister or their friends would make fun of them. So gross. That's all I kept thinking this whole time. I'm like, that is so gross. Because he knows that's his daughter. Yeah, that's fucked up. Honestly. Yeah, that is so fucked up. They're not even from Arkansas. No, dude. They're from Virginia. Oh, never Close mind. <laughs> Henry Lee Lucas. <laughs> yep, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so on January 20th, 2017, Katie married her own father in a strange lakeside ceremony that was actually attended by Stephen's mother and Katie's adopted parents. Okay? Because oh, that's a totally normal thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. Totally normal. You know? <laughs> Here's my daughter, wife. Ugh. Um, so in September that year, Bennett Plattle was born. Katie and Stephen had settled in Nightdale, North Carolina. 
North Carolina, and were living as husband and wife. Their fantasy life didn't last long enough before it ended. After learning what was happening between Stephen and Katie, Alyssa took a proactive order against, uh, protective order, excuse me, against Stephen. In January 2018, they were both arrested for incest. Plata was released one month later on $28,000 bond and barred from talking to Katie, who was bailed out in order to move back with her adoptive parents in New York. The pair was ordered to break off all contact with each other and custody of Bennett was awarded to Stephen's mother, Grace. The two still communicated by phone against court orders. Okay. It was at this point in a phone call between the two on April 11, 2018, that Katie officially broke it off with Stephen. Well, Stephen wasn't having it, which I could see because he's abusive. Yeah. You know, and abusive men are abusive men. And it's, it's a control issue. Yeah. So if I can't have you, nobody can. That was nothing in writing. There was nothing in writing saying that he couldn't see his son. So he drove to his mother's house. He told her that he was taking Bennett to New York to see Katie and she couldn't stop him. Stephen did not, however, take Bennett to see Katie. Instead, he took the baby home with him. What comes next shows just how much of a psycho this man is. After bringing seven-month-old Bennett home with him, he proceeded to smother the baby. He left his tiny, lifeless body in a closet with some clothes over him. Stephen then took one of the apparently many AR-15-style assault rifles he had because he had no prior criminal record. The guns were purchased legally and registered to him and drove the 600 miles to New York where Katie was living. Sorry, my nose. Um, he He staked out the Fusco's modest home and waited. It didn't take long before Katie and her father, Anthony, came out of the house. They left their Dover home, headed for Waterbury, to run some errands. Stephen pulled out behind them and began to follow. Minutes later, in New Milford, Katie and Anthony were stopped at traffic light when Stephen pulled up next to them and fired into their car, killing them both. He then drove back to Dover and turned the gun on himself. Now, the last thing he did was call his mother to confess to the three murders. He told her where to find Bennett's body, and then he locked the door, and that he locked the door, but there was a key under the mat, not, but not to go over, just call 911. Grace couldn't believe what he had told her. She was in shock. I can't even believe this is happening, she said. Stephen's mother told authorities when she called 911. Alyssa Plattle struggles to make sense of it all. She goes, I'm grieving, I'm sad, I'm upset, she said, but I also want to have something good come out of this. If it's to get the truth out there, to open people's eyes to incest. She said that it is a great relief not to have to be looking over her shoulder for him anymore. This is what happens when keeping it in the family goes wrong. I agree. Now, I kind of skimmed through this earlier, but at the same time, the fact that it is a recent case, A, stuns me beyond all else. What year was this again? 2018. Jesus. But what I am not understanding is knowing what he had put Katie through when she was a baby, even though Katie reached out to her and found Alyssa, why did she even introduce them? To him. I agree. I agree. Because at some point you still want to have that protectiveness with your child and you know how he treated her, you know, 
I mean, maybe she thought that he had changed over the years or something, but no. I was going to say, come on, she, ar- she already said that she was living miserably and the only hope she had was her daughter would find her, you know? So I just, it just really saddens me that this had to turn out, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that, had to turn out this way because I saw so many, I mean, as I'm reading through it, I saw so many ways that this could have been stopped, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the dad being in the Department of Corrections in New York. Hello. You know, you're around that shit show every day. Right, right, right. But so, we don't know all the circumstances of, uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's The whole thing's just fucking disgusting. Jesus fucking and then Christ, it kind of makes me sad that the girl, I mean, Katie was such, had such a promising future. Mm-hmm. You know, she was an artist. She had to, you know, go into college. And she just got, you know, sucked into that. Ugh. Right. That right. was, you know, that was worse than the West almost. almost. Not quite, because the West tortured and shit too but yeah it's disgusting i agree is that all you have for that one that's all i have for that that's one a shorty mcshorterson it was i thought you'd have more to say nothing this this it's just this is fucking just yeah it's just <laughs> 2017 excuse me my bad that's just all fucked up anyway remember yeah. you can send us an email at brutal nation at twisted blue llc.com Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium. And wherever you get your blogs, just type in at Brutal Nation. Check out our website at www.twistedbluellc.com and check out our Patreon page. Help the show out. This show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.